Next Chapter Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 500 The 500 J.A.M. been walking us down through that 2012 edition So it ain't nothing to new Hundreds more to go And in need of a friend The king of peace for Angelo Talking the 500 until the end Talking the 500 until the end with my man J.M. On the 500, talking the 500 until the end. song is together again it's by janet jackson uh from the 1997 record the velvet rope it's number 259 out of 500 on the 500 with josh adam myers what's up party people you skadoodly boodles uh this is the only podcast where josh adam myers a comedian is going through rolling stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums and uh man we are digging through we're almost halfway there we're nine albums away from half from half oh my god can you imagine what are the odds that i finish I mean, we're stacking episodes for the Jelly Roll tour, so it's looking good. Um, I can't wait to talk about this record. Uh, let's just do all the other stuff. Listen to the podcast on all platforms and subscribe to the Patreon. We appreciate everybody that is a part of the Patreon. Patreon.com backslash the 500 podcast. Support the show. Support the show. Support the show. We need your money. So uh, help me finish this. The more money you contribute, the easier it is for me to get this done. And I, I really do want to do it because look, I'm, look at who I get to talk to. Tiffany Haddish. Come on, man. Good friend. We can talk about the velvet rope. The velvet. It's, it's early while I'm doing this. Uh, all right. What is going on this weekend? You can see me with Bill Burr in Connecticut and at the Prudential Center in New Jersey. The next weekend, I will be headlining the Jacksonville Comedy Zone. Then I will be in Pittsburgh. Then I will be in L.A. doing the nine-year anniversary of the goddamn Comedy Jam. Uh, it's We got a lot of special guests. That's July 16th, 17th. I'm doing Shimmy Shimmy Ya. And then a few days later, I will be at the Comedy Bar in Toronto. And then the Levity Live in Ontario. 
I'm not looking at it right now, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And then I'll be all summer with the jelly roll. With the jelly roll. Mr. Mr. Roll. Doing the back road baptism tour. Come out, everybody. It's going to be a wild ride. I can't wait. You can't wait. And I can't wait to talk about this record. So I've gone to a bunch of concerts in the last two years that I lived here in New York. And the drop of a hat. I'll just... Oh, who's playing tonight? I have no show. I'm going to go. And after we did this episode, like a week later... Janet was playing Madison Square Garden and I went and good golly Miss Molly I love her I fucking love her the 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 tour was titled Together Again after the song um, from this album and I don't think I've had more fun I, can I be completely honest with you guys I go to concerts all the time I don't think I've ever been to a concert that the audience smelt so good it was 95% black women it was someone like it smelled like like essential oils and Victoria's Secret spritz, and it was lovely, and just a great show, just a great show. And I, maybe it was because I did the episode already, but but it just really, really. Well, I need coffee. Hold on, I'll take a sippy. But it was just perfect, and uh, and this is why I love doing the podcast because you you do the episode, you sit down with a guest that you love, that loves the record, and. It rubs off on you. Hopefully it's rubbing off on you guys because I, I, you know, I know I talk about all the time. Am I going to finish? Am I going to finish? I want to. And the only way I can finish is if you guys show me that you're a part of it and I'm not just doing this by myself. So reach out. Tell me you're digging the episodes. Show me how you're listening to the podcast. Screenshot the album on your phone and send it to me. Tag me at Josh Adam Myers. Tag the podcast. But help us get the word out and I will continue this. So uh, with that being said, let's do our, who our guest is, the one and only Tiffany Haddish. I mean, a movie star, movie star, a superstar. I remember seeing her for the first time. I think we talk about it and she's just been somebody that's always blown me away. Um, I mean, her movies, Bad Trip, Girls Trip, Night School. She's got an incredible special called Black Mitzvah. Last Black Unicorn, Tuca and Birdie, Crank Yankers, Carmichael Show. Named one of the 100 most influential people in the world by Time Magazine. Um, you can see her returning as Detective Danner in Apple TV's second season of the murder mystery comedy series, The After Party, premieres July 12th, and the upcoming Haunted Mansion by Disney, released July 28th. She's popping off this month, right? Yeah. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to The 500. Listen free on all platforms. Leave us a five-star review. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media and go to joshadammyers.com for tickets. Email the podcast at 500podcasts at gmail.com. Follow the Facebook group run by Crazy Heaven. And for all things 500, go to the website, the500podcast.com. You guys ready to do this shit? Janet Jackson, Velvet Rope, 259. Spend the nights in the party, look at that body, shaking that Tiffany like she always did thing. Got a nice do on you, cause she's 25 minutes late. She's a Tiffany Hatter, she's on the podcast in the She got a nice breaking on you. Huggy nuggy dookie dookie doo doo. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Where were you? You were at TikTok? Yeah, I was at TikTok. They um, they had to give me a tutorial on how to use it, and also I had to cut some people out about you know how fucked up they can be. 
Oh my God. TikTok is the, I, I just don't, I do it. I've got, why had a couple clips go well, which got me a shitload of followers. And then it's like, I, you post shit and I'm just like, I'm a, almost 50. <laughs> like trying to post with these kids, like fuck those kids. No, I, I tell you, this is what you should do. And this is what you need to do. And this is how this will go viral. And if you do this, then you got to have something that keeps them for two seconds and make it like, you know, dramatic. And then not that dramatic though. And then the way you tell the story and the way about, and I'm like, and let me tell you about this and you fake pages. Social media, social media might be uh, the easiest and most confusing thing uh, I think people in our business have ever, ever dealt with, which I also find is the coolest shit ever that you can be a comedian now. Cause I was talking to Burr about this and like, Bill was like, he's like, dude, it's just you. Like, it's not the old system's gone where it's like a door, some guy, a gatekeeper sees you, gives you a special and does this. And, and then they take you to that and you do that. It's like, you literally can pop off of one clip and then you can sell out theaters. I don't know about theaters, but definitely like B comedy club rooms, like all around the country. Yeah, we did it. We did it the old school way, dude. Yeah, we actually put in work. work. We put in fucking work. I still remember. I talk about this all the time with you. It's one of the because I'd seen you a bunch, but I remember you were doing the you were doing the the potluck. Good God, you were doing the comedy store potluck or like friends and family, and you're wearing that cute little backpack. And, and you were dressed like you were, you were dressed. Do you remember that? You were dressed like you were in your like early twenties, and and you were like, you know, you know, I know I might look young, but I'm old. I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> you were I'm like, old. I'm old. I'm thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thirty five. I look like yeah. I just started college, but I'm thirty five. You honest to God, you still look exactly the same that you looked the first time I met. Your hairstyles might change, but you've always been beautiful. You've always had an aura about you. You mm. know. Yeah, and you're glowing right now. I don't know if you did that for me or for TikTok. I'm going to say me. Really? Because I did it. I didn't do it at all. Well, you're sparkling right now. I don't know if that's behind sparkling. you. Do you notice that? Like, you are sparkling like a motherfucker. Or am I on PCP am I, again? Am I sparkling? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I look like a sound. I would be much more sexier with a gold tea. Dude, it's like, man, this day and age, that'll get you five Netflix specials if you suddenly had a beard. If I just start <laughs> walking around here with a goatee and saying, I identify as a masculine woman. I am a masculine woman. He ready. That's he right. Ready. That's right. He is ready. <laughs> How are you doing this? How am I not doing this? How am I not learning? I got to do the this hookup, too? baby. God I got the shine on me. Mm. I don't want to push anything because I don't want anything to fuck up. Um, <laughs> I love this story. And I want to I want to open with this because I love this story about you and and because I knew you for a while and you were starting to get like you got on the Carmichael show with Gerard, one of my oldest friends in comedy, and the jam was like getting ready. It, it had just started popping. You know the story I'm talking about because you're the only you're the first person to do this. And since you did that, three other people have done it. And and because of you, I listened where somebody. Tiffany, Jeremiah, Tiffany, like, saw me at a club, and then she was like, I want to talk to you about doing the jam. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, we got a bunch of people, blah, 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 doing the normal bullshit I would do if people are asking to do the show. Because it's like four comics, you know what I mean? We do it once a month. And she was just like, please put me on. I will fucking kill it. And I, and I was like, no, yeah, what about you? And you, you, like, literally, like, looked at me like, no. Like, I will kill it. And you could just see it. 
that she was that yeah yeah she's gonna kill it. She's funny as fuck on stage, and and still to this day, remember when you showed up for that rehearsal and we were had that shitty room out in the valley that was like literally like a cracked in like, like storage facility. I swear, yeah, I was like, yeah. they're they're rehearsing at this public storage. <laughs> Is that a recycling center right next door? And they make cement a block away. Um, this must be where they make Pokemon toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's, if you play Pokemon Go in that area, it's like, do not, no, there ain't nothing over here. Just go, go. And and I and and I remember you showed up. You brought the girl that worked at the Laugh Factory. I forgot her name. Aiko. Girl, brought Aiko. And then you walked in. The band, you, and, you, and you walked in, you're like, play the goddamn song. And the band started playing fucking the beginning of Proud Mary. You killed it in the rehearsal and then just walked and went right back into Iko's car. And you just took off. I was like, we, I was like well, you got it. We, 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 no, 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 yeah, for real. I said, okay, do you get, this is what happened. I walked yeah. in and I said, do you guys know Proud Mary? And it was like, yeah, yeah, we know Proud Mary. I was like, all right, let's do it then. And then we started doing it. And I was like, we started out slow and easy. And then and we went into the ref part of that. And then we finished the song. And I was like, all right, I feel good about what you guys are capable of. Do you feel like there's anything else I need to work on? <laughs> no, no, and they were like looking at me. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to leave then. Yeah, everybody was <laughs> like, I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, and I'm no, like, it, you Josh, do you want to do it one more time? You want to run through it again? You were like, I think you. No, oh. you had it. You've always had it. And and I even even like with when I found out you wanted to do this today, I was like super excited because you know. Well, the other thing too is I'm really excited. I you know because remember you were supposed to do the jam, but something happened and you couldn't. And I, and you picked up one way or another. One way or another, I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. Here's 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 why I love that you're doing Janet Jackson, and you know, and everybody's wondering because they're like, get to the get to Janet. Um, you have always like you picked Tina Turner the first mm-hmm. time you did the jam. One of the most strong, powerful performers and on top of that she's a woman with an incredible story an incredible story then you wanted to pick blondie who blondie is like basically changed rock and roll for men and women and almost created her own style of music and still to this day because i just saw her at pier 17 is one of the i mean it was such a great show and she's like 75 maybe still sexy still holding her own still no, cool she's as fuck. 75 she's how old is she jared look that up look that up there because 54? she's maybe, 50 no maybe, god no god no all right she's in her 60s for sure for sure no. Jared, how, old? how old 77 years old thank you no 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 we haven't got to jenny yet you didn't let me get to the third part which is then wait, you're coming on i was talking about debbie harry from blondie Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, and then you, and then, then when when Emily connected with your people, and and she said you wanted to do Velvet Rope, and you didn't want to do Janet, we've already done, we've already done uh, Rhythm Nation. We did that a few months ago. I did that with Solomon Giorgio, which was Great the album. first time I had actually listened to a full Janet record. And man, is it just like hit after hit after hit after hit. And before we even get into this record about Janet, I want you, because where did you grow up? Did you grow up in California? I grew up in, yeah, South Central Los Angeles, California. South Central Los Angeles. So like what music, before we even get into Janet, when you, what was in your, your household? What were your parents listening to? 
Um, okay, so I had multiple parents, many parents, because I grew up in foster care, so I lived in a lot of different households. So yeah. I heard a lot of different types of music. So, uh, but my mom, she was always playing stuff like um, El DeBarge, the DeBarge Brothers. She's playing uh, I'll Be Sure. She's playing, um, what's a juicy, juicy fruit. I don't know that one. <laughs> that a commercial? <laughs> Bite into a stick of juicy no, fruit. No, it's an R&B song called Juicy Fruit. I like and, and I thought it was about the gum, but my mom was like, you guys are not allowed to repeat this song because it's not about that. It's about pussy. Yeah, it's oh, for sure. Every song is about I pussy. I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I that. think Velvet Rope is about is, is about oh, a dick. I have no idea. <laughs> like, isn't... No, Velvet Rope is not about a dick. Velvet Rope not. is nothing <laughs> about a dick. Okay. Um, and there's a dick attached to one end of it. I'll tell you that much. There is a dick no, on one end of that not, rope. It's not about <laughs> dick. That album is not about dick. I mean, dick gets. There's, it gets talked about. Mentioned, but it's not about that. Yeah, yeah. So when did Janet, when did Janet make her way into your life? Because, you know. But Janet that, was in my life from the get-go. Because I remember get. her on Good Times. I remember, you know, that song, Control. Yeah. Like, all that. I remember seeing her on on um, Soul Train. You know, um, I remember her, I remember seeing her singing with other artists that were like super classics, you know, um, and just being like, yo, this is amazing. Watching her on award shows. Dude, no, Janet, I'm calling you Janet, Jesus Christ, Tiffany. So I still to this day, and I talked about it in the other podcast, but I feel like it's apt to talk about it again, was, I, you know, I had known Janet Jackson, of course, like you said, same thing, good times and uh, control. I mean, it wasn't the music I was listening to, but the first time I watched MTV, it was after my grandmother died. We were sitting Shiva at her house in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and we couldn't watch television because that's like the whole thing. You can't do anything. But at night, I would sneak down to the TV and I would turn on MTV because we didn't have cable excuse me, at my place in Germantown. And it was during the MTV Music Awards year, the year that Janet did Black Cat. And she's wearing the white shirt with the tight black pants. She's got the bangs. And I mean, it fucking blew me away. It's still a moment that I, I mean, I remember just like my mouth being on the floor, just being like so taken by how much of an incredible performer she was. And that was like, I think her third record. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, dude, Rhythm Nation, you can put on Rhythm Nation. And if you don't fucking start like really grooving to just the title track, that, that title track is so fucking good. It's yeah. so good. And the whole album is just hit after hit after hit after hit. Um, so I get it. I get the, I get, and what that must've been like to see her, you know, in, with what's going on in your life, going in and out of foster. Did you look up to her? Was it something like, what was it? Of course. I totally looked up to her. And I remember the thing that I love so much about Velvet Rope, it was, it felt like to me, it was about mental health. It was, and it, that's what that album felt like to me about identifying who you are, that song, you like it's really how you make it, how you portray, how you look at things. It's it's your world. It's all up to you. Like at the end of the day, right? And so yeah. for me, dealing with my mom who had mental issues, being around other kids that had mental issues, 
uh, I probably had some mental issues. I definitely got some now. Yeah. Uh, I know for the, sure. The, the, business <laughs> will, the business will do that to you for yeah, sure. I mean, just life. I feel like life will do that to you. If you're in your 40s and you're like, I'm mentally saying all the way 100%. That's a crazy motherfucker. But but also and also the you the way that you made it cuz you went from being a comic that everybody knew and respected to suddenly when Girl Trip came out, I mean, you went from you know, you could walk around anywhere to suddenly now it's like you were the you still you're still one of the most recognizable faces in in acting and in comedy. I mean, so that must have fucked with you. No, it didn't fuck with me because I've always been kind of popular. When I was a kid, I was popular for dancing and for being weird and smelling funny, right? <laughs> when I was in like high school, still a kid, but a teenager, I was popular because I was willing to take chances. I dare dare to suck, be funny, dare to be hilarious, like yeah. and just have a good time. And you know, that was me. And then in my 20s, it was like figuring out my voice. Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I, what am I, you know, what is my purpose? You know, and by the time I got to like 35, I knew exactly who I was. I've been through a divorce at that point. I know what I will stand for, what I will not stand for. I've been manipulated several times at that point, raped, that fucked over, robbed, all the shit. By then, I'm like, I know me, right? And through my whole existence, Janet Jackson has been playing between Janet Jackson and Mary J. Blige and Whitney Houston. Yeah. And Mariah Carey. Yeah. That was these, these are the sound, that's the soundtrack of my life. Yeah. And then we got some cannabis. You know, I got the, not cannabis, the smoking weed, the rap. <laughs> I know, I don't cannabis. Uh, yeah, of course. Can I bust? Like, can you know, I bust? Yeah. LL Cool J. Motherfucking uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was my favorite because I felt like he was a comedian on the track. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and then and then I liked Common, but you know he all right. His music is okay now. But then and then I also <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like, you said it. Like Eminem. Eminem was like one of my favorites, and then Fifty Cent hit the scene and fucking I blew remember. that shit up. Yeah. Like, and Candy Shop, and I started, that's when I really started feeling sexy, you know, listening to uh, Fifty Cent, Eminem. I don't know what it is about. I feel like Eminem was dealing with the mental illness side of my brain, and Fifty yeah. Cent was dealing with the sexy side of my brain, like the with like that 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 testosterone driven animal sexual uh, for me. And then here we got Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, and these bitches is dealing with my femininity. Yeah, I see that. Um, that molded my femininity. And then I love to listen to like Janis Joplin. And I love listening to, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? I'm about to call her Jenny Sinatra, but that is not her name. Uh, uh, Nancy Sinatra? Nancy Nancy, Nancy my boots Nancy. are. So you like, so you're basically, what you're saying is, we're, I mean, of course, I feel we connect with the music that we listen to, but you're saying you listen, you looked up to these strong, empowering females because they had probably what, I mean, what we always do is they have what we want. And it's like, how do I be that? How do I? Well, to me, it wasn't about they have what I want. They, they were what I thought I needed to survive. Yeah. They were like survival technique. Like, Tina Turner, I listen to all her music all the time because Tina Turner to me is the epitome of someone who's been through all the shit. Yeah. It still kept dancing. You're not going to stop 
this train. You can beat me, you can take everything from me, but you will not take my name and you will not take my talent. And yeah. I will make it go. And I don't know one damn female superstar who has not had their ass beat, has not been abused, has not worked their fucking ass off to the goddamn bone, period. I don't know no powerful woman that, no. ain't, that ain't been through some sort of severe trauma. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Mike Wiebe, and I'm the singer in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers. And I'm Zach Blair. I play guitar in a band called Rise Against. Mike and I also have a band called The Draculas, and we also have this great, amazing new podcast called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah, each week we're going to ask ourselves and we're going to ask our guests what three favorite things they are into at that moment or in their entire lives. And then we're either going to agree with them or we're going to make fun of them. And uh, you're going to listen to it and you're going to like it or we will make fun of you. How about that? I just flipped it on you, the person listening to this right now. But we're going to do it every week here on the Sound Talent Network. Once again, it's called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we know about Janet, you know, because what we know about what the the father did to Michael, which you can only assume he did to everybody else, and he probably did the most to Michael because Michael was the biggest star and the and the cash cow, and then to Janet, who was the big the second biggest star. If not, you know, I feel like Janet, like Michael was always Michael. He's always just a rocket ship going up, but Janet was like really right behind him. And then when Michael kind of started getting too weird, that was when Janet surpassed him and, and really became a superstar in her own right, where I, I'll be honest, and I'm, say, and I'm saying this, I'm saying this as a person that, you know, as a 43 year old man that loves music and loves entertainment and always watch pop culture. When I think of Janet Jackson, I don't think of Michael at all. Like I don't even associate them yeah. together at all. She's her own person. Very much you know, so. That song, celebrity. Did, that song, that scream song they did was fucking phenomenal. And I, I know how they feel. I'm play that shit through my house right now. Like, get justice. Dude, it's, I, I hate to say it because I, it's not cheesy to like Michael is not cheesy. And regardless of everything that that's come out in the documentaries, you know, it's, it's take the art from the artist. His music was brilliant. Some of the best dance music ever made. Some of the best music of my lifetime is I was on thriller and off the wall. And even though I think yeah. off the wall was before me, but, but like with, you know, with, with Janet, it's just, Man, it's like where where Michael never had this real evolution as an artist. He he did, but it was like it was it wasn't like it got better. It got worse as he kept making music. He would have songs and hits, but it wasn't like Thriller. It wasn't you know it wasn't even like bad. It just started slipping. Janet had this run of records and run of like music videos 
where, I mean, you're talking, you know, Rhythm Nation, looking at like the track listing. I mean, I think we already did this, but I mean, there's eight singles on there. Love Will Never Do, Black Cat, Come Back to Me, All Right, Escapade, Rhythm Nation, Miss You Much. Those are fucking great songs. And then she's got Janet, which has another nine singles. That's the way love goes, which is sexy as fuck. Yeah. Um, if you know, which again, Janet, I'll never forget. Do you remember her, Jeremiah? She 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 was yeah. that big titty Persian girl that went to our school that was also a dancer, and she did she did the talent show, and her like her and like I mean, she was wearing the the fucking outfit. Her titties were like flopping up and down. I'm I'm 15 years old, like with a straight bone dog, just like <laughs> oh my god. And I'm like I'm like saying something to Tassos because we were watching, we we're about to perform, and her boyfriend is that short Mexican dude Marvin, and that was like real tough. And he was sitting in front of us and he was like looking back ready to kick my ass. I'm like, I can't, I'm like titties, man. What do you want me to do, dude? The flopping. So if again, because of love, anytime, any place throb, you want this whoops now what I'll do. And then you get to this record. Cause I don't want to, we could talk about all the past and, 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 you know, and of, of Janet's career and how we got there, but velvet rope. This is the first time I ever heard this record. This was, this was out of all the records and all the songs that I've ever heard by Janet Jackson, this one, one feels really personal and it is, it is a fucking, I mean, it's great. Like this is, I think this, you gotta think at this point in her career, she has been married twice. Okay. She has been verbally abused, physically abused by men that she loved deeply. She had been verbally abused by teachers and people that she respected. Does she had been on that TV show told she was too fat? She has to lose weight as a 14 or I think she was like 12 years yeah, old. Yeah, she was young. She was super young. They binding her breast down, telling her she you're growing too fast. You're too fat. You gotta lose weight. Now she got food issues, you know, self uh, uh, issues, how she looking at herself. And then here she gets to 1998, what night was it? 97 when it came out. So, so yeah. like 96, maybe when she started working on this 97 and she's like, you know, I got to tackle my demons. That's how I felt about Velvet Rope. And like, we all get to be on this. And she says it in the album, like you get in your mind, there's this rope and we all want to be accepted, right? We all want to be accepted. We also want to block off anything that's going to hurt us or harm us. And sometimes you feel isolated and like you're on the outside of the rope and you really want to be on the other side of that velvet rope where everybody else is. Oh, and wow. Get over there where everybody else it's is. It's not attached to dick. It's not a dick. I'm sorry, everybody. No, no, no it's, dick. About, it's, it's about <laughs> acceptance, accepting yourself. It's about letting that rope down and letting others in. It's about putting that rope up and keeping the ones that are trying to hurt you out, you know? Safe. And it's also about like accepting you. Like, just have an acceptance of who you are and being okay with who you are. And you might be a sexual being and that's okay to be a sexual being. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, when she had them bones, the bones around her neck, uh, uh, dressed up like an Apache Indian, oh, yeah. the vest, yeah. I thought that was so hot. I was walking around school all the time with that choker on. I had the same choker. No shit. Wearing my little <laughs> belly out. 
had my little shirt unbuttoned at the top, tied up in the middle. It had a little vest on. You couldn't tell me I wasn't Janet Jackson. Yeah, okay? I'm Tiffany Jackson. Yeah, I pressed my <laughs> hair out and try to braid it over here. You know, like, yes, yeah, I had the same situation going on. My knockoff version of that. I Wait, had... Look at that girl's knockoff version. Get that one right there. Get that girl with the knockoff. Yes. Go back and get yes. right there. Yes. <laughs> She's right. like, She's she right. got popsicle sticks glued to her fucking... Them is the doctor stick that go on your Dr. Sticks. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, so you basically said it. This is a little this is a little breakdown that we have. Um she was experiencing an emotional breakdown. You said the long-term cause of depression, struggling with body dysmorphia, anorexia, self-hatred and physical abuse. Uh she developed the concept using introspection as its theme. Its title is an allusion to an individual need to feel special. Yeah, everything you just said, the metaphor for emotional boundaries the rope lines uh, prohibit access from spectators. The composition addresses the politics and restraints of depression, self-worth, social networking, and domestic violence. It also encompasses themes of sadomasochism, same-sex relationships, sexual orientation, and sexual questioning. It incorporates various genres, of course, like R&B, trip-hop, folk, jazz, pop, and electronic. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, selling 202,000 copies in its first week. It became her fourth consecutive album to top the Billboard 200 internationally. The album was certified triple platinum with worldwide sales exceeding 10 million. Six singles uh, from the project with Together Again being among the best-selling singles worldwide. You know what's funny is I don't know the titles to the songs that I was listening to. I listened to it about three times. Um, I know God Till It's Gone because that was the one that Q-Tip's in. Jody yeah, Mitchell, and, man, um, so and what's her name uh, from Canada? Uh, Joni uh, Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Mitchell. Yes. I was about to call her Jewy Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Jewy Mitchell. Oh, you mean little Jewy? Well, you know, I, I, I love Q-Tip so much, you know, not just from Tribe Called Quest. I should have hooked up with him. That's who I should have got with. Dang. I don't understand, dude. I mean, he's Lucky he's late. such a smooth cat. You, and, he don't listen. got no kids. I think he got a <laughs> What what's funny is I I love Tribe Called Quest. I actually voted that I vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they're one of the five that I voted in. Hopefully, they make it in. They deserve it. But I was in a movie. I wasn't in. I worked as a PA in a movie my senior year of college. Um, the Invasion with uh, Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. And on like the second week uh, that I was working there, uh, Q Tip was in it. Q-Tip was like played. A, he was playing a character. He got cut out of the movie, but he's there on set, and we're in line together. Like, are you okay? Jesus Christ! My dog just diarrheaed all over my apartment. So I'm oh like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> she moved suddenly. I was like, what happened? You just shit again? <laughs> you shit again? I got two dogs too. I just mopped up some pee before I jumped on here. I was like, damn it, you got to Yeah, let yeah. me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. And this is going to really make me seem cheap. The rug that I bought is actually stylish, but, it's, but I found it online for $250. Should I just buy another rug for $250 or should I try to clean this? Clean it. All right. And if I can't get it out and it still sells, smells stinky, buy the rug? Then buy the rug. And I would suggest maybe you get that rug cleaned. Yeah. Um, and then getting a rug clean can cost anywhere from... 80 to 300 bucks depending on the type of rug it is and how big it is yeah get it professionally clean and then spray that with some pet stay away so they kind of stay away from that area yeah and um Smart. So it, it keep it or get it clean and sell it and get one of those rugs that you can throw in the washing machine that are yeah. the liner, they're beautiful and they're machine washable 
Do you feel like you've, do you feel like, because now when you start making money, do you still feel like you have those tendencies for when you were broke? Or Hell do you yeah, I will go pull the rug right now. That it, uh, people <laughs> are like, oh my God, it's so beautiful and colorful. I'm like, it's, what is it? Who, who made this rug? And I'm like, I got that shit off of AliExpress. <laughs> 150 bucks and yeah. it's machine washable. Yeah. I think if you got animals, you should just have nice, looking things that are machine washable sure i completely dude, if you're taking anything from this podcast people hashtag machine washable yeah you post about it hashtag if machine washable. And children if you have yeah. pets or if you have children you just need everything machine washable smart yeah. all right let's talk about janet let's uh jared what she even got some machine washable oh, stuff dude, in her house 100 100 jared what's what are some of the interesting things about this record that we might not know about like that you might have seen earlier I mean, I just learned how much a gay icon she is. Maybe I should have known that. It just really is apparent in this album. Um, there's a bunch of different tracks that that's a theme here. Well, what tracks? Yeah, because look, I I listen. I, maybe I just I didn't. I wish I have sat down and like read the lyrics, knowing that this was like a super personal. Well, there's one of the songs where she's talking about having a relationship with the woman, like that she's gonna, you know, try a girl for the first time. Ooh, well, I think that's two. There's Free Zone, Zone with an X, Jackson's protest song about LGBT discrimination, incorporates a funk and electronic music sound. And then Together Again, I just put Gay Anthem. And I'm looking at it. And this song is Janet Jackson's dedication to all her friends she lost to AIDS. Yeah. Uh, wow. They'll feel their presence and knows that someday they'll be together again in heaven. Um, and she it says she had a large LGBT uh, following, but didn't release any songs that dealt specifically with that community until this album. Uh, she said, before I wrote the song, I told some of the people at the label, Virgin, uh, the concept of the song, and they didn't think it was a good idea. This is such a consistent theme with her. Like the record label is like, everybody's just managing her so tightly. It's just um, micromanage, dude, like... It's I, I, nobody. I think had it worse than I know. This is way off subject, but TLC. When I still think about how when yeah. they released Crazy, Sexy, Cool, they had to file for bankruptcy. Like there, there are people stealing from them, just like pushing them into this and doing that. I mean, no wonder that girl fucking burned her husband's, or her boyfriend's fucking house down. Like she was fucking stressed. You know, tired of being cheated on. I mean, tired of being like just played and manipulated. I don't. I don't like. I don't know. I don't judge when when women have mental episodes where they're like burning stuff down and slashing tires and painting curse words on cars. I don't think of them as crazy. I think of them as tired of the fucking manipulation and the bullshit. Yeah. And it's yeah. A, and they're reacting instead of responding. You know, what like when I doodled in that dude's Jordans. That wasn't that wasn't, you know, because I like doodling in shoes. I just felt like he he shitted on my soul. Yeah. So, how hard was it I'm to get the soles of your shoes? How hard was it to get the shit in the shoe? Not hard at all. <laughs> it was a size 10 shoe. I see he's got yeah. yeah, big I just big. opened it up, you know, pulled that tongue forward, opened it up real big, and uh put it right up to my booty hole. And, and, and it all and it all went right in. And I made sure I ate corn. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't have that idea. <laughs> You know, what I'm saying? Not I like made sure I ate corn, so he knew it was human when he put his foot in it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I dropped a little log and dropped the log and let that, and I squirrels pissed it off, 
you yeah. know, they fall down to the front of the shoe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get it, get it up by the toes. <laughs> and, then, and then I had some baby wipes and just wiped around just in case there was any little splash. I didn't want no evidence. Yeah. Closed it back up, put the tongue back down, tightened up the laces a little bit, put it back in the box. And then I, then I finished it off in the other shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did, what was his reaction when he found it? Obviously uh, not oh, happy. Man. Oh, no, not happy at all. So what I did was. <laughs> yeah, take a second. And I just, it says, this is in a book. But what I did was I, I was like, okay, put them in the box, put them back in the box. It was brand new. And I was like, babe, you should, he left them at my house. That's where he messed up, he messed up and left them at my house. So I took him back to his house. And I was like, hey, you left these shoes at my house. You should put them on. Let's play basketball. Let's go play ball. You will be the freshest dude on the court if you put your new shoes on. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm putting my new shoes on. I don't know. I'm put on my regular basketball shoes. I'm like, man, you put them right. That you're gonna be garbage on the court. Put the new shoes on, break in the new ones and be the freshest on the court. Let's go play. Put the new ones on. You they so new, you ain't even gotta wear socks with them bitches. <laughs> put them on. <laughs> He was like, all right. And now motherfucker put his foot in the shoe. He said, no. <laughs> pulled his foot out. It was doodle all over. It was corn <laughs> off his big toe. He was like, what the fuck? And it was at his, he lived at his mama house. And I knew he wasn't finna run through his mama house with shit on his foot. And I was like, standing in the door, I said, yeah, all the shit you put me through, now you walking in it, motherfucker. God damn. And ran out the house. Oh, yeah. Damn. Good for you, man. And then that he proposed rule. to me two months later. Are you shitting me? <laughs> You're shitting me, no pun intended. <laughs> yep. He put roses all over my Geo Metro and gave me a ring from Kmart, asked me to marry him. Oh. And I said, You're the dumbest man in the world. You want to ask somebody to marry me? Love and stories you are weird. The Kmart tag on the fucking ring? Oh, man. Who does that? You dumbest man. I think, I think Jeremiah Watkins. I think Jeremiah. I think Jeremiah Watkins bought the, the the engagement ring. He bought her a newer one eventually, but he was so broke. I think he bought it at like Kohl's for like 175. And I think that was like, that was all he could afford, you know? I think <laughs> so, if that's all you can afford, I don't think you should be getting married. Well, you know, I think that's it. I, look, and then I think it's like, this is a placeholder. I think that's what he said to her. This is a placeholder until I can get you something good. And I think he was like, I think he has now. But you can be broke and be in love. You know, you don't just have yeah, to be in money. You definitely uh, can be broken in love. But I feel like let's if you want if you want to marry me, this is where I'm at in my mind now. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> but I think marriage, and I've been married before. So this is where I'm coming from, from doing it before. Marriage to me is a business. It's two families coming together yeah. to create this union to build stronger, awesomer, better people, right? Corporation, yeah. So, yeah, it's a little corporation, if you will. That's why you get little tax breaks when you marry this stuff. Sure. So if we're going to get married, okay, instead of you giving me a ring, let's go get an apartment building together. Let's go get a duplex together. Okay. I said, you want to marry me? Let's save our money. You save up nine thousand. I save up nine thousand, and let's pour that money into some land. Yeah. Now that we're together, we rent. Maybe we stay in one of the units and rent out the other one. Now we got income coming in. Okay. And in two years, we can buy each other the most beautiful rings ever. But let's get our credit right. Yes. Get some land again. Let's see if we can work together. If we can work together to build something that sustains ourselves and others, then this is a union that should happen. 
And then let's not even get a marriage license. Fuck a license. Let's get power of attorney over each other. Now you can sign contracts and say, pull the plug on me. And I can say contracts and pull the plug on you. And let's keep it at that. And, we get cut. and then, then let's get a living trust or a family trust. And both of our names is on the trust, okay? Now we, we, we are an entity together and we can yeah. put rules and stipulations. And if you cheat, if you this, you out of the trust, or if you this, 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 this person gets this, like, and we can eat forever into the day. And we can go our separate ways if we want to. When we sell that land and now we got something to eat off of. Hello? Mm-hmm. And if we make babies, then our babies got something. We got that trust and we put the babies in the trust and then they got to follow the rules. Like I got a trust right now. My family, they're going to be able to get all the things that I've, I've accumulated, but it's going to be like Hunger Games. They're going to have to <laughs> all the motherfuckers going to be contests. Who's going to get this house on Crenshaw? Who's going to get this house on blah, blah, blah? Who's going to get this apartment building? They gonna have to. They, you gotta have master's degree. You gonna have to have this. You gonna have to have a license. A, this, yeah. Like it's all kind of competitions popping off. Oh, you gotta. Oh, you want all my clothes? What's well, all my clothes? Okay, you gotta weigh this much. You gotta be this tall. You gotta da da da. And yeah. if it's two of y'all that's doing the same thing, then y'all got to fight. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I love this. this I love I'm this so this much. For my girlfriend. She's yeah, like, I want to be able to like go to the hospital if you're, you know, on death's but, door or some shit. And like, but y'all can do that right now with power of attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Jared's Jared's in a can I tell her you're you're gonna tell the girl I mean, that why not? He's gonna he's going at his girl's going away for he lives in Hawaii. Jeremiah mm-hmm. lives in Hawaii. He's very hippie-esque, you know. I mean, you can tell by the man bun and the wave behind him. <laughs> um, one of my oldest friends, love you to death. He's got a great German girlfriend who's also a DJ. She's going to German school. Wait, not German school. Spain. DJ school in Spain. And what are you going to ask her? If uh, we could be open for the month that she's gone in Ibiza. <laughs> Where are you going? What's going on? <laughs> Am I an idiot? What are you going to say? What you got? That's some bullshit right there, sir. Because if you say that she going to fucking Spain, bro. I know. That's what I said. This is what I is said, dude. Stupid? Am I stupid? It's, I think, well, Jared. Jer- she going to come is- back pregnant, my nigga. She going to come back pregnant. <laughs> and you going to be mad as hell. Spanish guys. Pregnant. Jeremiah, like Spanish guys. They're like, they all look like fucking the Pedro Pascal, dude. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. And yeah, they're, man. They're gonna, and they're going to fuck her in you. Like, yeah. Okay, like. <laughs> I mean, bro, bro, bro. Yeah, that's what I said to you. What would Janet do? What would Janet do? Janet would be loyal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if Janet wanted an open relationship for a month, Janet would just not be in a relationship at all. Yeah, dude. If you want... If you want somebody else in your in your space. Damn, she's taking her jacket off. She's getting so worked up. (laughs) Yeah, this got me heated, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying it's look. I'm not saying it's a bad idea because here's the thing, Tiffany. That this is the uh, the amendment to what I'm saying is when they were getting together, they talked about being in open relationships. They're very like hippie esque, commune esque. He lives with like you live in like a commune, right? Like basically a little bit. Little yeah, community. so it's very earthy, and they they talked about it, but neither of them have actually ever done it. So I mean, a she, little bit, a little bit. Just he nothing did. on that level. He already he did 
Did you? He did. We had a threesome. Oh, that's not that's not open. That's she's there. Yeah. Did she she did she really like it? We don't know. I think I don't know. It was it wasn't the easiest thing. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or The Wonder Years, or a band on the rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. But t- you know who loves you know who loves the fucking threesome stuff like that the TikTok generation they're they're loving group sex that's like their thing and then they film it and then they put it on OnlyFans and then I pay five ninety nine a month to watch them I can't I can't get with it I can't get with it I mean I, maybe I could do it once I couldn't do it because not with nobody I love if it's somebody I love I couldn't do it if it's I I don't know nobody they don't know, like I don't know any of them and they yeah. just me feel good and i ain't gotta be out here sucking random dicks and shit i'm i'm cool with it. y'all making me feel good but and i don't know them but if i love somebody yeah and then i see somebody Different. else giving them fellatio yeah or somebody else making them moan the way i make them moan yeah i, I can feel that i can feel it right now i mean i'm not even in love right now but i can <laughs> feel it right now that i would probably commit murder <laughs> well you shouldn't do shoes so why not that's the next yeah. step <laughs> I, I, I can't i can't it's do weird. it yeah it's i i, look, I, if I, I love you if i love you and, and you don't belong like no human belongs to another like you don't you're not my property right. but i don't want you inside my body no more after that yeah it's i wait you know your situation uh jair is different you know talk to her because you guys have already kind of talked about it but yeah you know i'm just saying it opens up it opens up pandora's box and that's a box that you know if it doesn't you don't need to open it then what's the point it's only a month dude fucking jerk off i jerked off three times yesterday it's easy you're just bragging that opens up your thought process when you jerk off too much you know you need to let that sperm sit in there and let your body reabsorb it up your spine and go up into your your pineal gland so you can like Turn on your oh, yeah. She's talking nah, about hippie language, Josh. Yeah, She's right, talking yeah. about hippie yeah, language. You gotta hold, you gotta hold that nut. Hold that nut <laughs> for a month. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hours beyond, they gotta be astral projecting into each other, drinking <laughs> shit, fucking on yep. the dimension and shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Fuck my yeah. soul. Fucking my soul. But we in the dimensions. But my vagina's <laughs> intact. Hey, let's Dude, do it like that. In so well here, Tiffany. <laughs> Let's do it like the Maui. that. No Did, fluids transferred, but I still woke up with wet panties. Can you imagine if, like, Tan, if like Tiffany lived in like a different era? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't you know, they would kill me. Yeah, like, they, like, yeah, no, like, like during the Great Depression, like you'd be like, let's, fucking, let's go make some boot soup. Come on, give me some more of that boot soup. <laughs>
Uh-uh. I'll be like, look, I don't found some dandelions. Dandelions. Okay. I don't found some roses. We can cook these roses with the dandelions. And I found three rocks. I can make a nutritious meal out of this. We got copper. <laughs> They were like, they were like, I think the government's gonna take our house because we because uh, we lost our stock money. What I would do is I would shit by the doorway, and then they walk up. They ain't gonna walk into a shitted house. I can eat some corn so they know it's human. <laughs> you don't give a fuck, dude. That's why I love you. We've talked about we've talked about Janet Jackson for eight seconds. Today. <laughs> Let's get back to Janet. There's, this is the funniest thing about doing this podcast, Tiffany, is that I get I get I get so much fucking people that are just like like talk about the record, and it's like I don't like how much Janet can we talk about other than the than oh, the record. Let's, well, let's talk about what I want to know is so what what were the because th- we could go track by track, but you know we've only got another like fifteen sixteen minutes anyway. Um, I, I just want to know really what's behind like who were the what was the guy was who was she dating before she made this record? Was she you said she was married twice. Jared, you said there was a guy, yeah, right? I got a photo of her husband. And I was like, I didn't remember this guy existed. Yeah, because but... she was married to, she got married at 16, first of all. Yeah, that yeah. was her second husband. That's her second husband right there. And they had just broke up when she finished that album. But she finished this so record. Fine. Yeah. And it reminds me so much of J-Lo and, and hooking up with the dancer guy. Yeah, but he was, when... he was really good looking. The guy that Janet, and supposedly that dude was like, the fucking man like everybody nobody said anything back she's still friends with him for christ's sake you know what i mean right right. um like i never knew this guy when did god her father looks like fucking senator palpentine from from star wars and they take the when he gets burnt to emperor when he becomes the fucking oh my god did you hear what her dad did her dad stopped a serial killer what yeah her dad had stopped the serial killer so he had went to jail right for some shit that he had to get and he was in the same jail cell with this guy who confessed to, but who was telling him about how him and his friend had went around and killed five women, right? Teenagers, um, and they were killing these girls. And he told he told uh, Joe Jackson all about it. And Joe Jackson told his lawyer, and his lawyer's like, "We need to tell the authorities." And he told the authorities, and there was like. Uh, five girls in California who were killed by this white guy and this other white guy who met when they were in prison as teenagers in 1978 or 79. And then when they got out of jail in 1979, they went around and they, they wanted to kill a girl from age 13 to 19, oh no, from 12 to 19 or something like that, all the teen years. Yeah. And they killed one white girl every week and they would like kidnap them, rape them, do all this stuff to them and kill them. And he told Joe Jackson, because I guess the guy loved Michael Jackson. Um, and when they were in jail together, he told him everything they did. And I guess he thought Joe Jackson wasn't going to be a snitch. That mother snitched. Yeah, goddamn right. And they went back to prison for life and died in jail. The two dudes died in jail. Mm-hmm. We don't have any sealer, serial killers anymore. I kind of feel like we need one. I feel oh, like we, we have serial killers. Oh, baby, there are we? Killers. Yes, they're just a pharmacist. Oh, 
there you go. All right, you, you went you went straight fucking NPR on that dude. That was like you you went. You're right. Yes, we do. I'm talking. I want like another Jeffrey Dahmer, a John Wayne Gacy. No, I don't want none of them. No, no they're not no. gonna fuck with you. They're not coming. They're not coming to Baldwin you Heights. You don't know that. You don't know that. No. They ain't coming to Lamert Park. All right, no, you can you chill don't out. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you ain't. <laughs> People out here that want to eat motherfuckers, okay? For sure, for sure. I know you're there right. Are and some weirdos out here. No, I know, I know, and I and I didn't even think about it. What it was like to be a woman of your stature and your success that's out there into the world. You know, literally, they knew that you can fucking probably kick some ass and shit and shoes. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> but there's there's women out here that kill men too. There are female serial killers out here, and a lot of them are disguised as nurses and doctors. Yes. So. Not that I'm saying the medical system be killing people or whatever, but I did watch a documentary about, you know, how many doctors and nurses were going to prison. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, many. dude. Like, it was this one doctor, he had 250 murders. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're saying there's like, yeah, it's a lot of people that work at like old folks' homes. And, but I'm not, I don't want any of them. I want like, the fucking I, dude i love love like researching john wayne gacy or the night stalker i love those documentaries the night was off the chain I, he was off he was, he he was, was fine. fine yeah and dude. i can guarantee you he was listening to janet jackson music while he was <laughs> <laughs> he's like stabbing put the knife in the body look at that body slicing your guts and i'm getting your organs gonna put the blood on my face like the control. guys from braveheart control <laughs> Got it over you, the troll. <laughs> the slash over me, the troll. He's like, love will never do without you. <laughs> like, but now to be a serial killer now is like so difficult because of the DNA. Because DNA, yeah, yeah, you can't. DNA yeah. evidence, like, it I tried. Is hard. <laughs> I've tried. I've killed three people. I keep, I'm always, always this close to getting caught. This close. It's like, ooh. What about the one guy who wanted to, he kept writing, he kept killing people and writing letters to the police and they couldn't catch him all through the 80s? And no, it was the 60s off. and the 70s. I know exactly. That's the, um, the Zodiac Killer. It's a great movie. And they never found out who he was. They never found out who he was. Oh, no, 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 no. This guy, they found out, they found there was another guy who was copying the Zodiac Killer. And they found out who he was, but it took 30 years to figure out who he was because he was writing them these letters. He was killing all these women, hiding their bodies, and it's like mass grave or whatever. And then they caught that. Then like fifteen years went by. He didn't kill nobody, right? Yeah. And, then, and he's guess it was eating them up. Like how could they not find me? I want them to come and get me already. So yeah. he started sending started sending the letters again. But now they got the DNA. They had the DNA on the bodies, right? But now you licking envelopes, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you dumbass motherfucker. With your bare hands and shit. You know, yeah. walking into post offices that got cameras. Yeah, yeah. Guys. All right, let's spend, we, we got seven minutes. Let's spend the next seven minutes talking about Janet. Because we I could talk to you. I'll talk to you on April 23rd about serial killers. So I got to say this. Rope Burn, uh, a few strippers, when I used to be a strip club DJ, used to dance to that song. It's very sexy. I always That's how I always remember it. Um, there's a hidden track on this, Can't Be Stopped. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
what all right let's see let's do this what if you had to pick your top three janet jackson songs not even from this record what are your top three janet jackson songs of all time um i like escapade okay. i like velvet rope i like we deep and we <laughs> i like um uh what's that one um um i like you i love you um I like that song empty yeah ah man you got you got five i said three jesus oh, christ we have six more minutes left I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm i would say i would say i i'd say my number one is black cat only because of that moment even though that but that but i could also put fucking rhythm nation up there but let's say uh black cat if and then that's the way love goes i thought that's the way love goes was one of the second was is it nasty Nasty, nasty boys. And then the fucking album cover with the hands over her titties. Oh, that was a Rolling Stone. That was a Rolling Stone. But that was like, you know, and and this we got to say this about her, man. Like Janet got such a raw deal from the Super Bowl, and that was such a double standard of how women are treated uh, versus men. Because you know Justin Timberlake fucking ripped the goddamn thing off. Should it have happened? No. But like her career basically hit the shit after that, where I think she basically stopped making music. You know, am I right or am I wrong? But she was still making music. It just wasn't hitting the same. And I think it was. Look, I. Um, mm, don't get me started on what I'll be thinking they be doing out here in these uh, oh, I know, streets. It, I know, like, I know, but like she had the largest deal, record label deal. Think about that, largest in history, bigger than her brothers. Okay, and then she was like, hit, 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 hit. I mean, here we go into 2005. Was it 2005 when that Super Bowl was? No, that was like, I think that was, uh, that was, that was like, I would say that's 2002 or three. You check that, Jared. I'm pretty sure it's three because you got to think about it. It was right when, when. Um, that was her last album that came out right around then. Yeah, 2004. yeah. 2004. Yeah, I was right. It, I, I, was at, I, was at, I was at Maury Rollins and Paul Bliven's house. I just that remember was, that's when YouTube started. That was the first thing to go viral on YouTube. Oh, that yeah. was her dad. I, I, I don't know that. I don't know. I think the first thing to go viral on YouTube was the fucking Pistons versus the Pacers fight. That uh, was Google the, it, Google it, sir, because I'm telling you what made YouTube pop. Was Jenny Jackson? Oh, you don't have to yell at me, okay? Jesus, I'm just. <laughs> it was the same year. Passionate about Jenny. same year. No, it was very. It was. It was. That was how. That was how I found out about YouTube. I remember that was at the computer lab, and that fight had just happened, and I googled it, and that popped up. Um, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. So Janet is rumored to have dated Justin Timberlake, Matthew McConaughey, and Jermaine Dupree. What would be your fuck Mary kill for those three candidates? So Jermaine Dupree, Justin Timberlake, Matthew McConaughey. Who you who you marrying? I'm marrying Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Good. Really? Uh-huh. I'm marrying Matthew McConaughey. She is a hippie. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> I know he's gonna have that good weed. Yeah, he got that I'm good. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fuck Jermaine Dupree. Fuck Jermaine Dupree. Really? I'm gonna fuck Jermaine Dupree because I know he's gonna produce <laughs> on my albums and shit. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can. All right. I know he's gonna have my back. He's gonna keep my secrets. 
you know. Uh, <laughs> you can kill JT. JT. And I'm going to kill JT because I always kill him anyways in dance competitions and shit anyways. I love, that. Oh, I love that. I love that. We have a Patreon question yeah, from the... Uh, I was going to ask. The Janet Jackson Super Bowl. If Tiffany could stage her own wardrobe malfunction, what event would she want it to happen at and what would the malfunction be? Yeah, what do you got? I would want it to happen as I'm hosting the Oscars. And it would be it would be either my panties fall off, like I'm wearing a little short skirt, and then all of a sudden panties <laughs> they just drop. Whoops. Yeah. Whoopsie. Um or 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 I bend over to like grab something, right? Like doing a little dance, bend over. And as I bend over, my pants rip in the back and my whole ass is hanging out. And I'm wearing some cartoon character underwears and it's like Pocahontas in the back, like, you win! <laughs> I could have sworn I was going to be like you're 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 doing the Oscars. You move a certain way, your panties fall off, and then you have one of your famous haddish queefs just fucking rip through. And just she no. queef on command, JT. No, she I think queef. the worst, the most embarrassing <laughs> thing in the world that could happen to somebody that could happen to a woman is she's wearing like this beautiful dress and just like a napkin falls from in between her legs and it's like got blood on it. I think oh, that's yeah, that's that's. That's something that I, I think men, Bye. you know, of course, will never experience, but it's, you know, I, I couldn't imagine wearing white pants and your and your and it bleeds through. I, that breaks my heart. That like that's such that a sad. Be, now, I would love that, for that to happen to me. Like I'm at a sporting event and I'm wearing white pants and I bleed through. Yeah. And like and then like especially when I'm like 45, that happens. And then I'm like, oh, my God, Tiffany was bleeding. Oh, my God. And, and I would respond back. I can still get pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker works. <laughs> Can't nothing this pussy. <laughs> no, right. I don't, you best to pull out, or I'm gonna have to push you out because you bring me to this. I can get God bless. I fucking love this. All right, let's let's wrap this up. I'm gonna ask you these questions. We ask everybody. What's your favorite song on the record? My favorite song on the record would have to be you. You, yeah. Is it deep? Go deep. Oh, damn. You empty though. Empty. Em I like the I, second I, half that empty is like drum and bass. And I was like, not expecting that. I was like, yeah, is this, this is a very mature record. If, if you guys, if the fans haven't listened to it yet, I know some people just listen to the podcast and they pass over records. They might not dig, dig on this, man. This is a fun. Um, this is a, it's a real yeah it's dope it's it's the best way to put it it's just a very personal yeah. record for somebody that you wouldn't think would open up like that and you know it's, like, it's the beginning of the mental health movement yeah i remember like two years before this came out i got court ordered to go to therapy and i fucking hated it and i listened to this album and i started to embrace the therapy after that okay. like you know what yeah let me talk about what's going on with me let me like embrace these things because I was going through a lot at that time, you know, so yeah. it was really like, it was so good. It was like my junior year of high school. Like it was, yeah, it was life changing and very helped me make it. It really yeah. helped me. And you I don't have want to tell Janet that when we hanging out, but I'll be like, I ain't going to be bragging like that. No. <laughs> have you met her? Have you met Janet? Yeah, I met her, but we don't hang out. I mean, Where did you meet her? Tell us that. I know. Have you have met her in real life though? I've seen her and said hi, and she goes, I like your work. And I go, thank you. 
Oh God. Yeah. It's got a rule. At essence. Oh man. I love that. I love that. By the way, I, I know this is so off topic, but there's the music director at the, at the comedy cellar who is, uh, he works with like Babyface and, and Christina Aguilera. He works with all these huge people. And we did an episode about LaBelle where Patty LaBelle is on there. And I was asked him, I was like, I was like asked the question, who's got the biggest ego that you've ever met? That, and he'd say the person, I go, who, who is the person that should have had a big ego who doesn't? He goes, Patty LaBelle. Patty damn, she, LaBelle. He's like, Patty LaBelle has my heart, man. I've never, she'll, oh. she'll call you. If you find out, if, he, if you tell her your mom loves Patty, she'll, she'll be like, call her and I'll talk to her right now and I'll send her over some Patty Pies. I'll be calling Patty. Patty! I'll be stressed out. I'll just call Patty. And Patty just make me laugh. And be like, you come over here, girl. I'm cooking. I'm like, oh, oh I wish God. I was over there because I'm not there. But I would be there. Like, I just, she's the best. Like, she's she, the best. I, I think I, she's like the best. Like, to me, she's my Hollywood mom. It's, a, it's her and Whoopi. Like, those are my moms. Yeah. And it's Sharon Stone's like my like ratchet ass sister that I love to party with. That's oh, I love that. I cool. love that. I love that, man. My friends would... are old. <laughs> no, I, I do. You surround yourself Dude, with people I'm that old. you look up to. I love them, man. Just like yeah. I love watching them and just being like, wow, I wish, man. And I wish Janet was my friend. I met when we was at Essence, you know, she was getting ready to perform. And I saw her in the back and she said, hey, but her sister, Rebe, was there. And her sister came up to me. She said, I don't know if you know who I am, but my family, we love you. We oh. love you so much. Like oh. everything you do, we support you. We love you. You are so talented and so good. And we just love you. And I was just like, but <laughs> I, I was like this. <laughs> She's like, can I get a picture? I was like, can I get a picture? <laughs> I always feel like if I met if I met Janet or you have the chance to talk to her the whole time, I'd be like, what'd you say? What was that? Can you speak up? Can you speak up, Janet? Because she'd be like, She doesn't talk just, like that. Not in real life. Just on Oprah. <laughs> just on I think she taught I think that's a thing like when you're and I'm I'm gonna start doing it too. When you're like doing interviews and the microphone's like right there. Yeah. You want people to lean in and really capture every word that you're saying. Yeah. You talk with a very soft tone and you just really express how that feels and what you're going through. Yeah. It makes you lean in and it makes everybody go like, well, what's, what is happening? I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be like, huh? <laughs> I'll be like, what? I turned into super Jewish. What? What was that? What? Hey, there again. One more time. What? All right, what's your least favorite track on this record? And I know that's a loaded question because it, you know, it, you, what would you skip over? What, what did you skip over me when you listen to this? And it could be an interlude, could be whatever. Uh, what do you got? I think I skip over the very, the, um, the, the, the twisted. I forget which one that was. It but. reminds me of the same thing. All her interludes. I mean, it was the it was the time, but like from uh, when we did uh, Rhythm Nation, same thing. It was like the changing well, of the radio. It's like, but it was like more. It was more like uh, there was a statement every time in Rhythm Nation. These were just totally. like her, you know, talking to a friend or or saying something. 
Um, there's really nothing on this record that I, I, I really think, man, out of all the records that I've heard by her, which isn't many, it's this and, and, and Rhythm Nation. I, I, I just think this was a complete album really was. Cause it didn't, it didn't shy off. It didn't start getting shittier as it went. So it's not like it was like top loaded with the hits. Uh-huh. It just kept getting really good. And it ended really strong with rope burns and anything. And then, you know, the hidden track, which I don't remember if I heard that one, but all right, final question. Not final. We got two more. This is a. This is a. This is. A, I'm curious to hear this. Can you fuck to this record? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even I'm though it's fine. about, it's not sexy though. She's like, she's like, I got too much weight on me. <laughs> I need to diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, mm. I can fuck to anything. Yeah, no, me too. Put some Mozart on. I can fuck to that. <laughs> I can fuck to anything. You put some <laughs> Z-tones on. <laughs> yeah, alpha beta waves. Just uh, today. Yeah. Uh, Did you redo? And you're just like, right, ride that dick. <laughs> Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. What's the most fuckable song from this record, though? What, what's the one that you would pull off? Is it uh, the most fuckable song? I think Velvet. I think it's Velvet Rope, dude. It's so sexy. It really is sexy. And I, I remember the girls used to dance to it. And I'd be like, yeah, it's a good song. And then when I really listened to it now, I was like, oh, man, this is this is sexy. But that do you but, mind uh, song? That do you mind song? That's not on this album, huh? That's on the other album. Yeah. What was the, what was the other one too that I was thinking of? Um, no, because I'm thinking I was I was also for some reason thinking that anytime, any place is on here, but it's not. Anytime, anytime. any place. You got it. Did we pick it? Yeah. Uh, no, um, uh, say you gotta open up. What song you fucking do? I'm fucking to <laughs> go deep. We go yeah. deep, we don't yeah, you can fuck to that. All right, what would be Tiffany? What would be your elevator pitch to get somebody to listen to this record? Do you like music? <laughs> you like feeling lifted and high spirited, yet handling your mental health at the same damn time. We'll listen to the rope, Velvet Rope. That's right. <laughs> Janet Jackson's music is the thing that's gonna heal your soul. And if it doesn't heal your soul, at least your feet will be tapping. Mm, there it is. I would say, I would say, uh, how about you? If you want to hear an artist, a true superstar 
really, really open themselves up. I think this is a really good interpretation of, of somebody being very, very personal on a level that's already global. And, and that's, that's rare. That's rare when somebody really does that, especially someone like Janet and a woman more than ever. I think it's, well, Mary, I think it's J. Beautiful. Blige. Mary J. Blige. She's been opening up. She's been open up since the fucking, <laughs> since what's the four one one. Like that bitch is like, I, I told I, she old, but dude, she but she was my favorite part of that Super Bowl. Everybody was kick, kissing everybody's ass, like Dr. Dre and Eminem. I was like, fuck that, dude. Mary J. Blige, you know, she's like, uh, she yeah. started patting her head. Like, she <laughs> Let's get it. Funk uh-huh. the phone. She promote, promote away, Tiffany. What do you got to promote? What do you got? Whatever you want to mm-hmm. do. So I'm currently on tour right now with Brooke Kreischer. We're doing a bunch of shows together. Also, I have a movie coming out uh, in July called uh, Haunted Mansion. It's a Disney movie starring Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Sanfield, Danny DeVito, uh, Owen Wilson, myself. It's really great. I just saw the movie. It's freaking awesome phenomenal um after party season two is coming out july 18th you gotta check that out it's fucking dope i just watched that whole thing it is so good and i read all the scripts and i solved the case and i couldn't remember who exactly did the crime as i'm watching it i'm like who did who did do it who did (laughs) know the answer to this like it was so good well done very well done i'm proud of that work Good. Then in August, I have another, it's going to be a hatter summer, y'all. Good. I got uh, two movies coming out on the same day. My very first sci-fi movie called Landscape with the Invisible Hand. And my other movie that I did with Wesley Snipes, J.B. Smooth, Faze on Love, Bill Bellamy. Nice. Uh, 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 what's, what's, what's the white boy name that, be, that hosted uh, Comic View? That's my friend. Uh, Mary Owen? Gary Owen. I was about Gary to call Gary Bonds. Gary Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Gary you said white dude comic view. I go, Gary Owen. Yeah, <laughs> Survey <know>. says Gary <laughs> Owen. Gary Owen. You know who I'm talking about. So he's in that movie too. It's called Back on the Strip. It's super funny. Um, very good movie. And then uh, shortly thereafter, I'll be dropping in my own music. Nice. Uh, from uh, the uh, She Ready Music label. Where She Ready. And then I got a book coming out. And yeah, it's gonna be a, it's a it's a haddish, it's gonna be a haddish summer. As it you should don't need be. Jermaine Dupree. You yeah, need to fuck this guy. Uh, yeah, I don't need to fuck him. You don't guy. need anybody. I've I've never met anybody that's so secure and so confident and so beautiful and funny. You are. I, I'm I so happy we're. I need to hold me. And I know. All right. Well, you know, if you, if you can get to Gramercy tonight, if you come to Gramercy tonight, my dog's here. We can sit on the couch while she diarrhea's on the rug. I can heal her diarrhea. Well, bring that, bring that spray. We're the same age. I don't know why you wouldn't want to date me. I've, I've tried to. We, we, you, you, we always flirt. We always flirt. You ever asked me out on a date? All right. Well, you know, I'll be there. I'm going to be in LA April 23rd through the the 29th. So let's grab food. Mm, I'm only going to be here. That's when on the 24th I fly to New York. To work on to start my workshop for my one woman show. Oh, I love that. But then here's what's funny. I'm you, Broadway you, by 2024, darling. Are you gonna be in New York for an extended period of time then? Yes, I will. And I'll be meeting somebody to home. There we go. 
There we go. Okay, Problem yeah. solved. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to hide all my shoes right now though, but yeah, but I'm never going to do anything to make you even have to do that. Cause that's yeah. not the kind of person just, I am. Yeah. Just, if you're going to do it to somebody else, be like your friend here and just say, Hey, I want to start having sex with other people. And I go, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave. Uh, that would never happen. That would never happen. You, I, I could, would leave. I, no, why wouldn't it happen? You would kill me. No, I would not. Dude. You think if I would be together, zero, I would need anything else other than you. I don't know. You're, you're a white man. You might have a different kind of appetite. I don't know what you need. Well, what's, we'll find out, won't we? April. I only let that happen two times a year. Right, well, you know, I'll, then I, and I'll just mark my calendar. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I, I love you. Thank you, Tiffany. I'm Thank you for coming on, right baby. Away. Just know that. <laughs> All right. Fuck it, dude. Let's, dude, our kids would look so good together. They would. And our kids would be more... you Jewish. Dude, yeah. Then you it would be... Yeah, we come from Passover. <laughs> you be reading I, from the Haggadah. I'm having Shabbat dinner tonight. <laughs> oh God damn! I love that you're Jewish. I'm I love it. I know you are. I know you are. I know you're not bullshitting. <laughs> I love you. Thank we you, baby. Pray together. We can do the smile together. <laughs> Baruch Ata Adonai, this pussy. Can I be best man? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You be an usher. You be an usher. I'll give you usher. I'll give you usher status. I'll bring the ring and I'll take the receipt off. I'll take the cake. Nah, nah, oh, dude, nah, I'm, nah, I'm getting her a fucking ring. We ain't even gonna do our shit like that. Let me yeah. just keep it 100. We just throwing a party. We gonna have a concert party. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna be in there. Apartment complex together is what you. We, uh, dude, we're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about a whole community. Yeah, and then we gonna I, we gonna sing songs together, and then in between each song, we gonna tongue kiss. In front of everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be the best man anymore. <laughs> what is happening? I love this. And then, and then we go, and, and, and we're not even going to do like a ceremony ceremony. We're just going to hold up our paperwork, our trust, and our power of attorney papers. True go, love. Together now. Signed and everything. Hold on. Where's the notary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be the notary? You can be the yeah, notary. You know, I'll be the notary. I'll yeah, I feel like you got notary vibes. And then you see us do our thumbprints in the notary book. That's <laughs> And then we put it, then we take pictures of it and then put it in our Dropbox file. Yep, there it is. <laughs> and that's your romance. That, and that's our version of being married. That's real love. On, on a beautiful brownstone. Oh. And where, where do you want to... Want to live, babe, in Brooklyn? We, we gotta, we gotta live. We gotta have a place in New York. We gotta have a place in LA, so we could do. Yeah. Well, we'll I, do already, I already have twelve doors here. Well, we could do. We could do. I'd say like a like a Soho, like a nice big loft in Soho. I mean, because you make money, I make money, so we yeah. need we need like a place to like. Then we need For to go dogs. to Jersey. Then we gotta go. Oh, we gotta go to Westchester. Westchester. Yeah, but I gotta have an apartment in the city because it's just you gotta have an apartment in the city. But I could always keep this place because this place fucking rules. Yeah, you this keep place, that place. This place rules. And, and like, I'm gonna need the key to all those 17 locks on your door. That looks worse than it is. Because it's so rules. It's so safe. It's um, it's it's a very nice neighborhood. I live in Gramercy, which is like this is like the perfect neighborhood in New York. It's not Chelsea, so there's not like there's hubbub it's right above the west village i'm right above the east village 22nd and first it's just a great area there's a big can I dog stay park there? can i stay there when i come out there on the um 24th i won't be there to give you the key though i'd have to find somebody to give you the key though can you give me the key on sunday night 
Oh, I, I could possibly if you want to, yeah. But now I gotta hide shit. I gotta like put my <laughs> like. I gotta move things around. What do you gotta hide? Just normal, like I don't know, like I've never had. Per- it's like, that always like creeps me out. Like people like you, you go through shit. No, I don't go through shit. I learned my lesson. Let me tell you what. Can I tell you what happened to me a few weeks ago? Yeah, go ahead. That my whole fucking body. And ever since then, I do, like I'm already the type of person I will not open a drawer unless somebody tells me I can open the drawer, right? I will not like unless it's in the kitchen and I'm looking for a fork and I'm gonna like strategically look at the kitchen and see how it's set up before I just start opening drawers. Okay. Right. So I went over to my homeboy house. He's like, we going out to the club, we're gonna have the time of our lives, bitch. Let's go out. And I'm like, I'm kind of tired, but okay, let's go out. Yeah. So I go to his house and I got a headache. And he's like, give me a minute, I'm getting ready. I said, okay, I'm gonna use the bathroom and my head hurting. So I open up his cabinet and I'm like, oh, you got to leave. Great. I get the leave out. I take two and I put two in my pocket for later, put it back up in there. We go to the club. My head still hurts. My stomach kind of feel funny. I'm like, let me just drink some vodka. Uh-huh. I'll be fine. Yeah. The runs. I'm feeling shitty as hell. The next day I feel even worse. But my heart beating fast and all this stuff. And I'm just feeling crazy. But I'm like, damn, what's wrong with my hormones or something? Right. And now my head start hurting again. So I take and that the other two leaves, right? Cut to my whole system is fucked up. My coochie feels funny, my arms feel funny, everything, my heart kind of like crazy. I just feel weird. I feel like I'm, am I having anxiety? Am I having a hormonal balance? Yeah. Maybe I'm going through early menopause. I don't know. My cycle's acting weird. It's on one day, off the next day, on one day, on a, it's like weird shit's happening. I finally said, I don't know what the hell going on. It hurts so bad. My back was hurting. Everything's hurting. I'm going to the doctor. I go to the doctor. She take my blood. And it's like, you know, she takes some blood. And she's like, I'm going to do the, you know, check your hormone levels and stuff to see what's up. And mind you, I was, uh, my cycle had, and it was very chunky. That's not normal for me. It's just, uh, yeah. Everything's weird. Yeah. Cut to the doctor called me and say, your hormone levels are all over the place. I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know if you were pregnant. If what, I don't know what is wrong with you. I want you to come back. I want to take some more blood and see what your levels are at now. I'm going to check your kidneys, your liver, and all this other stuff. I said, okay, cool. So I call, So my homeboy's like, hey, come over. We're cooking, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I'll come over. I tell him, man, I'm so scared. This is, a, I don't know what's going on with me. He's like, just relax, just relax. And I'm like, man, I got another headache. You get, can I get an leave? And he was like, I don't have any leave. I'm like, Uh-oh. yes, you do. You have a big fucking jar of leave. He said, no, I don't. I go into the bathroom. I open up the cabinet. I pull it out. I say, look, see, you have a big jar of it. And I start pouring two in my hand. And I'm getting ready to pop it. And he said, Tiffany, that is Viagra. I knew uh, it. I fucking knew it. I knew Viagra, it. Tiffany. Because they're both, like, yeah, it's, they're very similar looking. <laughs> or they can I'm be. Like, what? And then, and then I was like, no wonder my blood pressure was so normal when I went to the <laughs> That's everything you're ready for, right? It's it's for like heart blood medication. Blood. Yeah, it's heart yeah, medication, but it also affects the dick. Yeah, but it's it's really good for men and how you know your dicks and stuff. But it doesn't. It didn't make me horny. It was not horny. I did feel weird in my in my reproductive area. It felt yeah. weird. My whole body was tingling. My heart was pounding hard. Like it was crazy. But um, yeah, I called my doctor. She was like, "Well, that makes all the sense in the world." She's like, you know, you could have died because I was taking two. Oh, oh my man. God, dude. Your clit was hard as fuck, dude. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Your clit was like, that's a testament to how strong you are. I definitely need some more of your blood now. 
<laughs> They're like, you're an X-Man. <laughs> you must have a really strong heart. You're very strong. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend it. I mean, it I makes me feel before, weird and I take it. So I basically took four Viagras within two days. Oh my, oh God. my God. Yeah. I, I take one and my nose gets stuffed up. I get flushed and like, and then your dick is, you know, it's great. I'll, I won't lie. It's it's fucking, it does its job 100%, but like you do feel off. So I couldn't imagine what it would be like if you had a buzzy. Two. Yeah, it'd take two at the same. And, Good God. My One of them. was like, I just felt like, ah, testosterone. No. <laughs> <laughs> that clit was. <laughs> just they're playing fucking 50 cent you're like dude dude you're like, who am i taking out who am i fighting ah, ah. god damn somebody hold me i need to be held <laughs> yeah you were probably all over the place you were one minute happy it's one minute sad sweating yeah that must have been scary especially because of the of the of the idea like about menopause it's like oh my god am i about to have is this finally happening because that's all you, i remember my mom got it and she was just like i'm sweating and i'm cold and i'm this and i'm that and you're like all right well you know that sucks that sucks dude but fucking what a great story, Good story. <laughs> what if i would have died yo overdose on viagra yeah dude that dude you and they you'd be all over tmz fucking like it'd be like to me how just dies of a drug overdose to me it's just and it's like Relax. I smoke weed sometimes. Like it was Viagra. God damn, dude, that's hilarious, Tiffany. That is fuck. I'm so happy you didn't die. I'm so happy too, but I'm like, bro, why do you keep Viagra in a leave bottle? Because you got a woman. He, no, he's, it's no, no. He's, I know he, what it is. I can tell you what it is. I can tell you exactly what it is, is um, you don't want to let the woman know that you're taking it. So that happened to me. There was, um, there was a girl I was hooking up with in, in Dallas and we were smoking pot and we started hooking up and I, like, I'm into it, but then I, if I don't lose because I don't think I have enough testosterone, I might lose it just because if I start thinking about the boner, Cause I've lost one before when I was in a long-term relationship. And if it's, if it gets in my head, I'm going to lose it. Like that's just going to happen. Cause I'm, cause you're not present anymore and it's take, you don't feel sexy. You're almost just like worried. And I started losing it. And so I get up and I'm before she was even noticing it. And because we were both high, I was like, Whoa, man, I'm so stoned. Let me take some of these vitamin C pills. And she was like, Oh, I'll take one. I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. And then I popped them. And then what I did was I know I got about a 25 minute window before it starts working. So I just ate her pussy for 25 minutes. And then the second my nose got stuffy, I was like, let's go. I fucked the shit out of that girl. And she had no idea. Cause you don't want anybody to know, you know what I mean? It's like, you want them to, cause I do want to be with the girl that I'm with. If I'm, if we're fucking, I want to have sex, but it's like the way, you know it, dude, the way the human mind is, if, if it happens once you think about it, unless, and if it pops into your head, you just become obsessing. And it's like, the older you get as a guy, I get it. I get where he was coming from, but he should have, well, he should have well, told first you. First of all, he's into guys. Okay, first oh, of all. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, then... First of all, why would you keep that many? It had to be like 80 pills and that a lead bottle. It was a big fucking bottle. Like, why are you keeping And he said that he went to Mexico, bought a oh, there whole it is. bunch of them. Oh, yeah. And he put them in that container to protect them because he had like a fucking sandwich bag full of them. 
We haven't talked about Janet Jackson in 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. I love Janet Jackson. We love her. All right, I got to get out of here. I got to go get ready for Depeche Mode. Tiffany, I love you, and I will see you on the 23rd, all right? You're going to bring that key to your place? I'll bring my key. I'll I'll get my key from my neighbor so I can bring that. I love you, sweetheart. I love you more. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? The one and only Tiffany Haddish. Uh, on all social media, follow her at Tiffany Haddish. Watch the after party on Apple TV July 12th. And check out Haunted Mansion released in all theaters July 28th. For listeners, shout out. I want to give a shout out to Andy and Amy Hester from Wilmington. I was at Dead Crow. I met this incredible couple. They love the podcast. Um... They were just really good people. Andy, Amy, God bless your souls. Uh, I'll be back there with Jelly Roll. I told you, if you reach out, I'll get you tickets. Who do we got for new music? Kalela. Kalela. American R&B singer, Kalela. This is her song, On the Run, from a brand new record, Raven. Check out the link, the500podcast.com. And if you want your song played on the podcast, send us your song to 500podcast at gmail.com and we will play it. We got a good string of albums. Next one, the Kinks are the Village Green Preservation Society from 68. We got a good guest. We We got a lot of cool stuff coming up for you guys. So do your homework. Thanks. You're trying to play it off, I'm on it, you're on it, you're on it, you're baby Hoping I be to the sun Open up, babe, we ain't done Come on and touch the rays Open up, babe, I'm the one mm-hmm. You stay on the run, but I'm on it, you're on it, you're on it, you're
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Next Chapter Podcasts.